Well, ladies, we're down to verse 25 in Proverbs 31. And uh, we're going to go back and uh, recapitulate just very briefly for those who are fresh and new with us again. And we just have to keep doing this and keep you all up to date a little bit, too. Remember, this is the well-rounded wife, the wife with all sorts of aspects to her personality, the gifts that God has given to her that have been developed and are being used. And we've begun to see as we examine this well-rounded woman all the different kinds of things that she does in her life. You tell me that a homemaker is bored to tears, not if she becomes well-rounded in doing her work at home and from that home base and uh, for that family. Well, this woman was anything but bored to tears. She was far more precious than jewels, and she was trustworthy, it says in verse 11, and so a good bit of trust was put into her, uh, into her hands by her husband. And uh, she does him good and not harm all the days of her life, a tremendous motto which she followed. And I hope you gals have already chalked that motto up someplace on your bulletin board or over your uh, uh, sink, or you, you've stuck it on your refrigerator to do your husband good and not evil all the days of your life. What a wonderful motto that is. And then she works with willing hands, willing hands, not grudgingly, not grumping around the place, but because she's willing, she becomes happy in her work, and she hums and whistles and sings as she goes about it. And she's willing to go out and get the best deals from all over the place, and uh, the best product, the best produce, the best buy, the best bargaining she can do, and brings her food from afar like the merchant ships. Uh, she gets up early, and according to schedule, she doesn't let her feelings govern her. She, she gets up when she knows she ought to and gets things going. And uh, she considers a field and buys it. She's out there uh, capable, developed her gifts to the place where she can make decisions on big issues like this all on her own. And uh, with the fruit of her hands, as money she's earned, she's able to buy money, uh, buy plants and put, them, put a vineyard in that field. And uh, she's not hesitant, according to verse 17, to do hard work physical work. She girds her loins with strength and makes her arms strong as she rolls up her sleeves and uh, buckles her belt and goes at it, you see. And uh, then with this money that she has uh, made uh, working, she uh, sees that her merchandise is profitable. She's got a pretty good profit because she works late into the night at these things. Her lamp doesn't go out at night. And what is she doing? Well, she puts her hands to the distaff and manipulates a spindle. And those same hands are able through this, uh, uh, making these garments and things, uh, uh, to earn the money are the same hands that uh, reaches out with that money to give it to the poor. So she's a person who cares about others, not just all uh, shriveled up into one little family interest and nothing else. Uh, now she plans ahead and prepares for things. She doesn't fear uh, the snow for her household. They're all clothed with scarlet. She's got the clothes for him in time, made them. And she has fine clothes for herself because she makes her own clothes and she can put all the money into the quality rather than simply uh, going out and buying something at cost that's uh, cheap. And her husband has risen, risen to a place of prominence, to the gates where the elders are, the town fathers. He's one of them, and he sits there judging the town, uh, the affairs of the state of the town uh, among the elders, because she has uh, been a woman like this who has helped to lead him to a place of, of preeminence in his community. And she has this, this uh, business going, verse 24, in which she makes linen garments and sells them and delivers sashes to the merchants. Now, we turn verse 25 today to this. It says, strength and dignity close her, and she laughs at the future. She's not afraid, you see, of the future. She is willing to, uh, because of the strength and the dignity that she uh, is able to uh, receive from what she's done, even if some 
some terrible adverse calamity or difficulty were to occur, people know what she was like, knew that she was the kind of person who gave to the poor, who worked hard, that she was not somebody who, who if she got into a fix, would not be able to, to find help from others because of the, the, the strong things that she's done in her life and the dignity that she has gained that clothed her. She's able to laugh at the future. She's not afraid of whatever might come down the pike. There'd be people who would rush to her help uh, regardless of whatever it might be. Now look at verse 26, which I think is good too, because we talk so much about her physical work, her sharp business activities, her uh, concern for other people, but uh, is she uh, kind of just all physical and all, uh, all uh, sort of... Uh, uh, a workhorse type? No. She opens her mouth with wisdom and gentle teaching is on her tongue. This gal is alive intellectually. She's not just all physically oriented toward doing all kinds of workhorse activities. Sure, she works her head off physically in, in that way, but she also is kept alive. She's kept her mind green. Some of you gals have let your mind go to seed. That's one of the reasons why you feel so bad. You once went to college, maybe. And uh, now all of that work that was done in college and all those efforts and everything else just kind of all faded away, and, and you, you kind of resent the fact that uh, you, you, you've, uh, the things have just gone away, and you blame the marriage for it. No, sir, here's this gal working her head off, and yet her mouth is full of wisdom, and teaching is on her tongue, and it's gentle teaching. And uh, in other words, uh, not only does she know a lot of things, but there are people who come to her, to, who solicit her wisdom and who, who want to be taught by her, and, and she does it with a kindness and a gentleness and a, a lovingness that, uh, that characterizes a woman who not only knows what she's talking about and knows how to apply it, but knows the people she's talking to. She, she has a lot of wisdom herself. Wisdom, you know, is, is the application of truth. It's the application of, of uh, knowledge. Uh, there are a lot of people who can tick off the facts like a computer or something of that sort who can bring quick retrieval of facts uh, uh, quickly back to other people, but uh, they don't know how to present those facts in a proper way. She knows. She knows people. She knows their problems. She knows their difficulties. And she knows the Word of God, and she can teach it to others. I wonder if that's the kind of person you are. I don't mean you have to be a teacher in the official sense of the word, but every Christian has the right, of, uh, the need and the obligation to become a prophet as well as a priest and a king. Uh, we, we have to be able to proclaim God's truth to others. We have to be able to talk to other people about it, even if it's just our children. I wonder how you teach your children. Can you teach them gently and with wisdom? I wonder how you would teach your daughter or teach the neighbor next door who needs to know about Jesus Christ or teach the beautician down at the beauty parlor as you're sitting there under the dryer and she wants to talk about everything under the sun and you take the opportunity to talk to her about the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you able to teach others gently and with wisdom? Do you know when to say what? Do you know how to use uh, uh, to season your speech with salt? Uh, have you really worked at this matter of teaching and talking to others? And have you kept your mind alive and green? Do you read your Bible regularly? Do you read Bible commentaries along with the Bible, not just to read the Bible in some magical, mystical way, expecting that by osmosis you're going to learn it even though you don't understand what it's talking about? No, sir, osmosis, you know. 
is the uh, passes, uh, passage of a, a liquid or a fluid through a semi-permeable membrane, the direction of the flow always being from the less dense to the more dense sub substance. And if you just expect to understand the Bible by osmosis, it's going to be more dense substance It's going to be getting uh, less and less all the time. No, you've got to keep your mind alive by working hard at using that mind. And one of the ways to work hard is to work hard at understanding your Bible. You sit down and you study through and you learn all you can about that book. You keep yourself alive. You put a time on your schedule every day for sitting down and really studying your Bible in depth so that you know what it has to say and you can share it with others. And when somebody comes down the pike who, who says something that's heretical, you know where to turn to the verses uh, that refute that heresy and you know what they mean. And you can explain to others gently but clearly what the Word of God really says. And when your children come up on Thursday with a problem, you don't have to sit around wondering what to do. You know where to turn your Bible for answers to that problem, and you show them how to find answers, and, and they learn from that too. Lord, we pray that you will help the wives who are listening to keep their minds green in the things of God as they study and use their minds more and more every day in learning your truth and imparting it to others. For Christ's sake we pray. Amen.